Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Amazing Tennis Podcast. Today, Anya Prislan is with us and I'm so excited to have her on this podcast. She is an amazing tennis coach that is running her own academy in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. She was a professional WTA tennis player for 11 years. She has so much experience in coaching high performance players um, in Germany, in Slovenia, in Spain. Really, she has so much experience. Uh, she assisted in preparations and organization of international tennis camps for high competitive players. And uh, she's just a strong uh, female person and individual and uh, an amazing coach, but also a great friend of mine. Um, and I'm so excited to catch up with her. Uh, I'm so excited for you guys to meet her. So welcome, Anya. Thank you very much for this lovely introduction. <laughs> You're very welcome. I tried really hard. <laughs> I'm really glad. I'm really glad that um, actually it's my first podcast. Yay. Yeah. You know, first out of many. So, you know, after this, you, you're going to love it. And then you're going to do so many podcasts after this. You'll see. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe it will be your first and last. We'll see. <laughs> so I want, uh, I want the audience to get to know you a little bit. Who is Anya? Uh, just a little bit of your background, where you're from, your tennis background, and how you ended up where you are right now. So, yeah, my name is Anja, and I'm from Slovenia. You know, people say Slovenia has the only, has the letter of love inside, you know. So I landed in the country, in Dominican country, where amor is everywhere. You know, you go to the grocery shop and they say to you, gracias, mi amor, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as a kid, I was um, I was in many sports. I loved sports. I loved competing. And um, um, my father had a lot of balls in his apartment. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I started with tennis when I was uh, eight years old, um, but in the background, I was dancing. I was in jazz ballet because my mother wanted that I, I'm a dancer. You know, all the girls wanted to dance. So I went also to the dance classes. And my father was a adrenaline junkie. See, um, he had a motorcycle. And uh, when I was nine years old, I also had a motorcycle. So I was driving a bike, a motorcycle, playing tennis, um, dancing. And um, yeah, I got a lot of skills from that. <laughs> awesome. Yes, but then the love of tennis uh, became so strong that around uh, 11, 12 year old, um, I started playing only tennis. Okay. Like I really, I was really passionate about it. Uh, not only like that was my hobby, but um, I love competing. My club back then started to organize tournaments and uh, you know, you start first tournament in the club. Wow, I won, you know, and then you want to go more and more and more and more. So I um, started playing national tournaments and um, in the categories under 12 or 14, I was really good. I was like in top five. That kind of motivated me in the way that um, the vision was sport, tennis, and um, it was something that I wanted to do also in the future. Um, of course, everybody wants, you know, when you're a kid, they want to be a professional tennis player, 
or um, to be successful, you know, in in in, in sports. Um, but I always had this um, feeling that I will be also good in coaching. I had a really good first coach, um, male coach. Um, he gave me um, a lot of discipline, a lot of mentality of no pain, no gain, which I don't like it so much. But, you know, back then and also this Yugoslavian mentality of training, hard training, no talking, no questions. You just do what I told you. Um, shape me in the way that I am right now. Let me just stop you there. Do you think like now as a coach, but we'll get back to how you ended up in, uh, in Dominican Republic. Do you think that's, um, that's the right way? Do you think, you know, to coach young players like no pain, no gain discipline, or do you have a different approach right now? I have a different approach, yes. There are some kids who need that, who need this. I'm not going to say that if you say no pain, no gain, that that's, you're just going to gain discipline. You can have another approach and you can gain discipline. You know, you don't need to go over, always over yourself to understand um, what the process is, how to develop um, a player or, or by myself, if I want to go achieve some goals. Yeah. So um, it's, for me, it's very important to listen to the body. Yeah. Very important, very important. And uh, also my style of teaching is that the, the kids, they know when to know, they say stop or when to go for more, you know. Um, I went a little bit out of this um, approach that I had when I was young. The, yeah, that's interesting. I feel like you, like you said, you know, the Yugoslavian mentality, the, you know, and how my parents also, you know, not just the coaching, you know, parents and how we were raised is just you know that that style where I mean you have to you have to just listen you have to be disciplined and it's just how the parents say and respect which is you know it's good and bad I guess mm -hmm. um, uh, there's different approaches now there's different researches that's done even with parenting and also coaching so for me, it's all about like finding that balance and getting to know the person, right? Getting to know the kid, even if it's a kid or adult, it doesn't matter who it is, but like getting to know the person and figuring out how to get to them. And then from there, you know, you figure out your approach, but you still have coaches that are just like yelling on the tennis court. And I feel like you can get far with that, but it, eh, it all depends. I feel like we could talk about this all day <laughs> it's limited um, very limited yeah very, so, very limited. not so wide exactly I, mean, I, I think also this like female coaching of course there are some females who were coached introduced by this mentality um, very strict but i think a lot of female coaches are more open more wide i'm not gonna say smart <laughs> But we're smarter, yes. <laughs> but, but a bit different, a bit different approach, yeah. Yeah, I feel like men in like everything they have a like this approach. They only see it one way where we are more open minded, and we, you know, I mean, both both ways are good and bad. You know, mix of both would be ideal. But you know, that's something that I talk about in my podcast a lot. Is you know difference between a female tennis coach and a male tennis coach because 
Right now in the industry, we only have a 23% of female coaches. The rest is male. And um, I, I always ask, uh, what do you think? Why is that? Well, what is your opinion on that? Why do you think there's less female coaches than male? We don't have, um, how can I say? We don't want to be so, we don't want to show ourselves so much. Mm. We want to be at the back. At the back. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's, an, it's a quote, like behind every strong man, it's even stronger woman. Man, like I will, I will say to you how I do with my husband. <laughs> because my intuition is really strong. And sometimes I speak with him telepathically. So I don't say to him, but I kind of send him messages. Look, this, this needs to be fixed, you know? And this and this needs to be fixed. <laughs> so at the end, he does stuff and he's like, well, yeah, I did that, you know? Like, but I know, like, yeah, I know you did that because I, <laughs> I sent you so many. <laughs> I sent you signals. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's, it's that because women, they, they don't want to be, um, they want to be so outspoken, you know, to be outside. You know, we are more at the background. This is how, I, this is my perspective. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, and uh, this is also how the world was um, in the world that we live in. You know, you don't see many women in uh, politics. You know, you don't see many women uh, being on the top uh, CEO in, in uh, big companies. Yes, it's changed. Last year's it changed. The nature of the woman is more to be... I'm not going to say to stay back and do what the men say, you know, I'm not going to say that, but maybe we stay more at the back. We give signals, we give messages, we give instructions that men can do that. But do you think, do you think that's right? Do you think yeah. that's how it should be? Yeah. Like, you think so? Like, yeah. you see, like, I'm so different when it comes to that. Like, I'm, I, I agree with you with everything that you said, you know, it's how it, how it is, but I feel like it should should change you know like i feel like there's so many strong female figures out there that want to be heard that want to be there in front but like you said they're scared they're they're scared of you know talking out loud they're scared of putting themselves on top in front of the men you know um i mean because we're like you know i'm like that too but with this podcast with what i'm doing on social media and i really want to empower other females not to hold back to be more confident to like step up to like instead of sending signals like you said to you know to their significant other or to a head coach or somebody to step up because you know uh, i'm not saying that we we know better or we're smarter but there are some females that that can do that and you know to go ahead and and do it instead of just being in the shadow you know Yes, yes, yes. No, maybe I was understood a little bit wrong, but um, what I wanted to say is um, in tennis, especially in tennis, because it's very male dominated. Yes. Um, a lot of female, they don't, they don't wish to go outside. Yeah. They're, they, they prefer to stay at home. They prefer to stay in their, in their club and, they, and teach there, you know, mm -hmm. because a lot of female, they decide to have families, you know, and to, to be a female, have two kids, uh, be a professional tennis coach, be outside maybe 50 weeks in a, in a, in a year on, on tour. It's very, very hard. 
Yeah. So a lot of females, they cannot afford that. Yeah, that's true. Were you ever, okay, did you ever want to be a coach on tour or you always wanted to have an academy? Like, did you have some goals like grow, not growing up as you were getting older? Like in what setting, like where you are right now, are you happy with what you're doing? And can you, can you tell us more like um, about your academy that you have right now? Yeah, so back then when I was in Germany, I was living in Germany, um, I was actually a traveling coach and a coach in, in the club, which was a really perfect mix for me because I'm very adventurous. I love to travel. And um, this was kind of a good mix for me. I, mm -hmm. I loved it. Um, but back then, the business, the tennis club was not only mine. So I was... Mm. Um, I had a former coach who was running a tech academy with me. So he was more staying in the club, arranging stuff. And uh, I was coaching and traveling. So I could afford that uh, with, with kids. At the moment over here, I am, we have a small team. So it's me and assistant coach from Colombia. Um, we are running a tech academy. And my husband sometimes helps on the tennis court as well with the little ones. Um, I cannot afford to, to travel with, yeah. you know, I say, I'm going to leave business here and I'm going to travel, I don't know, even 30 weeks in, in a year, you know? So yeah. I think you need to be, you need to be a person for that to, to choose. Okay. I'm just going to risk maybe two years of my career. I'm going to go for, uh, to be a traveling coach, which is also awesome experience i loved it but there is another benefit if you're staying at home and uh, actually running your own academy how did you start your academy there what, what was the process and um, um how come in the dominican republic <laughs> how did you end up in punta cana dominican republic <laughs> let me ask you like this yeah did you end up there in your in amore yes <laughs> so sorry Spanish. yeah Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. So, what other languages you speak? Oh my God, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. It's okay. I, so, I, so my mother language is Slovenian. Then um, when I was a kid, I learned Yugoslavian, you know, Serbian, Croatian, Bosnian, whatever. Because yeah. we were traveling so much in this, uh, in that countries. Um, then I learned uh, German. I speak German. Um, I speak a little bit Italian and then Spanish and English. Nice. And I had a lot of Russian girls. I was coaching a lot of Russian girls. So yeah, I, I understand I speak a little bit Russian as well. Wow. Okay. Anything yes. else? <laughs> Anything else? No. no. <laughs> so how did you end up in Punta Cana? So in Germany, we used to be eight months indoors because the summer was just these three, four months. And uh, I was really sick of it. I couldn't stand anymore being in a hole no air, always cold. And uh, I decided to move to Spain, uh, to Mallorca. Um, and I loved it. I loved it coaching outside on the sun. Yes, it's cool. It has a benefit and, you know, pros and cons. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I loved it. Being on sun, kids super happy, uh, energy. And um, I decided to, to move to Dominican Republic because my husband back then was living there. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, he was living in the north part of the Dominican Republic where is a lot of tourism 
in Punta Cana is also a lot of tourism, but um, over there was like pure tourism, you know, like no no locals who could play tennis um, and also to open up the business. So we decided to move to Punta Cana um, because uh, a lot of companies are here and big gated communities. So a lot of locals are living here. So uh, I got the opportunity to build the courts in a sport club where we have football, soccer, uh, swimming, and gym. So we built up two tennis courts and uh, this is how this, this it started. So now it's two years that we we're open. How did you apply to get to get to two tennis courts? Like to build two tennis courts? Was it simple over there? Connections, connections. Yeah. everything through connections. Yeah, like that. Before I moved to Punta Cana, I lived like twenty kilometers away, and I was coaching a lot of kids from Punta Cana who were driving every day to my private co uh, court, which I had it over there so and they were like Anya please come to Punta Cana we, we don't want to drive anymore la, la, la. so I was like okay you know let's see the opportunity I don't know any course there so and then yeah through the connection I got it awesome no that's that's so great and then you built up the academy how many how many uh, kids do you have now we have over than over than 100 kids yeah. So, and it's only you and one more coach, or you have more? No way. Yes. How do you do that? You work more? a lot. <laughs> Thank God. Thanks for taking away your time to talk to me. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, do you have Sundays off where you work on yes. Sundays? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sunday, okay. Sunday is my only day off. Like today, we can have a podcast. Good. Good. How how does that look like? Like how many hours a day do you work? Uh, is it mostly groups or it's private? Yeah. Um, how do you, what do, you do how does your day look like? Yeah, we have uh, mostly group classes, and mm -hmm. in between, maybe like Saturdays, we have a lot of privates, or in the morning during the week, we have a lot of privates. So I work between, we can say six to eight, or even nine hours per day. Okay um and this is how we can manage it right now yeah of course we have a, we have a vision to build maybe two more courts that is going to be a bit easier for us okay um, because at the moment in this heat it's hard <laughs> so how is the weather there is it um all year round it's hot summer it's and very similar to florida but yeah it's it's uh, more humid and a little bit more warmer so around like November, December, January, February, it's like maybe 26 degrees. It's pretty yeah. much the same like here. Like now it's like a little bit nicer in the morning. You know, it's getting uh, like a until like 8 a.m., you know. Uh, yeah, I, I know. But um, do you, is there a lot of rain during summer or no? Really. Yeah, I mean, you know, when it's hurricane season, um, we had, yeah. We had a lot of rain, but not not that I say that it's a rainy season. We don't have that. And do you teach? Is it mostly like beginners, or you have some high performance too, like a mixture of both? Yeah, because we, I mean, we're we opened two years ago. Um, a lot of uh, kids started uh, new. There's the new sport, yeah. so a lot of beginners. Um, we have a couple of uh, kids who are also performance already in performance uh, tennis. Um, 
but mostly mostly is hobby yeah recreational yeah just the sport to family do. family very family oriented tennis so it's club. like more relaxed there's not that much pressure from you as a coach exactly right? exactly but you know european mentality yeah. you yeah. want to 100 percent yes so it's different exactly. even if it's a recreational player i still want yeah. them to go better <laughs> but i have a couple of recreational players who are super motivated you know it's like they want to be better and I give them everything and more, you know. Like, let's say you get a kid that's very good. How do you get them, like, to go and play tournaments? Because you're a little bit... Do you yes. have any kids right now that are competing or yes. no? Yes, yes, we have. We have around eight to nine kids who are competing. Okay. Um, unfortunately, here in Dominican Republic, we have maybe a tournament or two per month. Um, the organize, organization wise it's not as, as good as could be Yeah. Um, because tennis a couple of years ago was uh, popular only for the performances the mm -hmm. performance players um, so in the, um, in the capital Santo Domingo um, there's a national uh, tennis center beautiful tennis, uh, tennis center they have a lot of ITF under 18 tournaments mm -hmm. and um, 25K pro tournaments. Okay. A lot of them. Now, last two years, we had, I think, like 10 or 15 tournaments. Okay. So in that direction, um, grown up a lot. But for the little ones, it's a little bit less. So we try to organize club tournaments or we have, um, we have a club which is 20 minutes away from us. We do intercambio. You know, so yeah, we try to to give them a lot of a lot of how can I say opportunities opportunity to play. No, that's awesome. It's awesome how you're growing the sport of tennis. You know, there and uh, um, it's I really love to see it. You know, like um, I follow you know your work on social media only, but you probably cannot spend that much time on posting because you're running. A club of 100 kids you know um uh so i mean it's it's really it's really awesome to see um so what so you said you have a goal do you have some like what are your goals there like do you have any professional goals like for you know with your business do you want to you know make it bigger get more employees more coaches do you have any goals or yes definitely definitely already with um with the kids um last year we sent one one kid to to study to college okay. get a scholarship also opening a little bit um the knowledge about the tennis what what tennis brings you what tennis can give you um because a lot of them they don't know opening this vision that you can get a scholarship you know it's it's a lot for 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 some of them, you know, who mm -hmm. cannot afford to go to to study to United States mm -hmm. or even to study in the private universities in, in in Europe. At the moment, we are very small, and our vision is yes to become bigger, to have more locations, um, that the tennis community is going to grow more. Like mm -hmm. when you come to Florida, is every village, every small town has a public court or have a tennis club or a tennis academy 
So I, I think this is also possible here in Dominican Republic, especially in this region of uh, Punta Cana, Bavaro. So it's a big potential. We have a lot of kids. Um, a lot of people are moving to Punta Cana because it's expanding so much. It's like Cancun, which was 20 years ago, you know, and now Cancun is like, you know, crazy. So Punta Cana is, is becoming um, expanding. It's expanding a lot. I see also the potential for tennis, not, for, not just for tennis, for sports and, and, and kids in general. How do, do you find it hard, like juggling, like running that business, obviously, but also being like a good coach on the court? Like, do you do some things to stay on top of your like coaching game? If, if you know what I mean, like, um, like educating yourself, yeah. like yes. different educations, or uh, I don't know if you do that, or do you watch videos like what do you do to to get better as a coach because i i don't know if you agree with this with me but like we can always get better right like you can always get better and learn something new like how do you how do you juggle that like running the business organizing everything and also do you find time to to do some of these things yeah no i do i do um i was always interested um, in different approaches so for me, if somebody's thinking differently than me, I respect that. And I really try to get out of what he thinks it something that could be good for me also. Even if I don't I have a different uh, approach or even different, I'm thinking differently. I, I check a lot of I, I try to check a lot of um, different approaches as um, for example, Moratoglu. Or um, in the United States, I love Joel Myers. Yeah, I love his style. I love it. I I I try to learn from from good ones. You know, yeah. it's not that I I'm not a good coach, but there's always something that, like you said, you want to learn something more. And yeah. uh, I I yes, I I try to learn as much as I can from different parts. You know, not yeah. Spanish Spanish teaching. Um, French teaching, uh, American, Australian. So I try to learn different approaches. Yeah. No, and yeah, of course. And then you kind of like blend it all in in your own style. You know, yeah. what would you say? What's your style? Or do you have a coaching philosophy? Like, do you have a like, you know, how how do you coach? What is your mentality when you're? Yes, I try to I try to learn the kids healthy competition because. Um, me as a professional player, but I'm not going to say professional, when I was professional player, when I was developing from, from 16 to 18 to 20, something around there, um, I was never over competitive. I loved the competition. Um, I had kind of healthy relationship, um, but I, I was never this crazy person who was on the other side. I saw opponent and wanted to kill it. Never, <laughs> really. Um, as I remember, it was yeah when we went uh, together on tournaments. I love to hang out with uh, with kids, um, traveling, meeting new friends. Like I know you. You live in Florida, you know. I I have a friend in Australia. So this kind of connections, um, it's very important. Yeah, I think it's very important to have this healthy um love relationship 
you know I'm, I'm not saying like love or like emotion you know for me it's very important to 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 give kids yes this healthy relationship for tennis for love for tennis I think this is also a big part why I'm here because a lot of kids they are we have a couple of kids who are super motivated you know and they want to force and force and force and then I I speak with them I talk with them uh, how to find the balance from the start of the when we started talking at the um, start of the podcast we were talking about no pain no gain um this is what I've changed a lot for me that I, I don't give this to kids like yeah no you need to do this nine hours uh, yeah. not day free you know um healthy relationship no that's so that's so important that you put it that way you know because I feel like the problem with a lot of tennis parents and tennis kids, they just get caught up so much in winning, competing, playing tournaments that they lose the sight of this healthy love relationship. Like you said, like most of my friends and, you know, all over the world, it's because, through tennis, you know, why have it's through tennis. And even if we don't keep in touch, like, on a daily basis I know I can count on you I know I have a friend in Punta Cana when I go you know mm -hmm. uh, which I have to go to vacation <laughs> there <laughs> no but I was actually I went to Punta Cana but just to like one of the resorts I probably just went to like the tourist okay. not where you are but next time when we go because it's close by here you know um with three hours three yeah, hours it's not bad and if I can mention something like um yeah. Regarding this healthy relationship about competing, um, maybe, of course, as well, you know, many tennis players, female or male, they forced too much when they were kids, like when they were little, you know, and when they were 16, they said, no, I don't want to play tennis anymore. Yeah, I'm sick of it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's too much for me. It's too much pressure. And there is this selection, you know, some of them become stronger, they go through and some of them, they're like, okay, no, I cannot do that anymore. Mm -hmm. And this is why it's important that, um, that every coach has different approach. So every kid is different. That, that's one of my coaching philosophies is like, like, like I told you before, you know, every kid, every adult, everybody is different. You cannot go and just like, be like this right and just like this is how it is and that's it mm -hmm. no we gotta open up we gotta you know search and find a way to get the best out of that person you know it's our job as coaches yes. so it's not like okay if you're not listening my way no you're not no you know that's it so so yeah you know it, it's a learning process and it's always that's what I love about this job and in this sport you're constantly growing you're learning and I think that every good coach is you know is very open-minded and is willing to you know take another information and kind of you know evolve instead of just getting stuck in their own way I have a few more just questions for you <laughs> Do you have any routines like as a because you're 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 a busy woman you're running your own business do you have some like routines that you can't go without today or like in a week do you write a journal do you meditate do you exercise do you do any of these things it's a good question <laughs> it's a good question um yeah 
like morning coffee <laughs> <laughs> that's a routine i can start my day without my coffee i try to stay as uh, active as possible so at the start of the podcast i told you that i love tennis balls and i love balls and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so i'm in a football team football female team oh my goodness that's awesome <laughs> yes we are a team of uh, like 25 ladies Wow. Different nations like Latin, like Venezuelan, Argentinian, uh, Mexican American, um, German, you know? Yeah. Spanish. So, yeah, we have a team and uh, we play three times per week. Wow. Uh, soccer in the evening. So, after I finish my classes, <laughs> oh my I go and I play like 45 minutes or one hour with the girls. This is like um, so relaxing for me. Next day when I woke up, I'm like, wow, I, I have another energy, you know? Um, so this is what I'm trying to do to stay in shape. Okay. Um, because uh, as a tennis coach, you know, you're coaching a lot. And if you're just stuck on the tennis coach, uh, tennis court, um, there might be some injuries coming. And, you know, you want to take care of your body. That's awesome. You know, you have some, you have time for yourself, you know, and that's, yes. that's your yes. time. Yes. That's so awesome. Okay, so in this podcast, I'm asking different people that are successful in their life. You know, they're running their own business or they're working a lot or whatever it may be. It's mostly in tennis industry. But, you know, I ask everybody, how do you define success? You know, because there's different ways. Everybody has a different answer. What does success means to you? Is it money, fame, happiness? How do you define success? So my daily success is when I see happy kids. When I see them, when they're coming to the tennis courts and they're super happy, having fun. And then when they leave the court, like when they say, bye coach, you know, like, bye me, Sanya. You know, this is, this is like a daily success for me. Something that, that makes me really happy. Success for me also like is achieving goals. Achieving goals, teaching kids, not, not just kids, also recreational players, adults from five to 70, you know? Yes. <laughs> for me, it's like when they come, when they, for example, they come to, to me to a, to a private lesson, you know? And they come with, the, with the, the same mindset and mentality that uh, really are passionate about it. And then... I give, an, uh, an, I give them just a little bit some correction or I tell them something and I see this, that they're like, wow, Wanya, you really helped me a lot. So service to others. This is for me also a big, a big success that I can service to others. Not just money, fame. I think this comes um, behind it, comes with you yeah. after that. But service to others, um, it's, it's a big thing, yeah. No, that's great. I'm very similar when it comes to that, you know, like you got to have that purpose, you know, and that in, in your life, you know, and when you see that you're impacting someone's life, you know, no amount of fame, money, or I don't know, it's like, can't replace that feeling of how you feel when they're like, exactly what you're saying, you know, when they walk off the court and say, thank you so much. Or when you see the improvements, it's like, okay, this is why you're doing this. Yeah. Well, no, that's that's great. From the parents, when you get confirmation from yes. parents. 
Yes. They write yes. me a message like, Anya, thank you very much. He loves to come to tennis court, uh, yes. to tennis uh, uh, classes, like tennis tournament. You know, this is what's, it's like a bless for me. Do you have a book that impacted your life that you would recommend to me and whoever is listening? I'm not really passionate reader. Reader? <laughs> no. Like my husband. I am so a visual type. When I see videos or when I observe, analyze, I love to do that. Okay. Yes. Uh, one month ago, I read a book. About... <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is, this book, my husband was so happy because we were in Slovenia in summer and uh, I was following one um, Olympian athlete. Brigitta Bukovic, uh, sorry, Brigitta Langenkortz. She actually studied university in USA. She was very, very successful. So I read her book like in two days and he was like, oh my God, I'm so happy. Like <laughs> two days you read her book, the, her book. I'm like, yeah, because her princip was very sport-wise, athletic. Mm. So her biography. It also, when I read that book was like, okay, there are people in the world that they really think very similar as, as me and just gave me confirmation. You know, you, you need to work on yourself. Doesn't matter, are you an athlete or an engineer or you're a mom or, you know, you need to work on yourself mm -hmm. because if you're not going to be working yourself, developing, the life will yeah yeah that, oh my god i love what you said there i i love what you said that like i i started liking books like maybe a year ago like oh. i'm not kidding you i was not also like like i was sad but i would lose like interest i'm like oh, this is boring you know but lately i really like it i still get so tired at night and i fall asleep after i read two pages but yeah. but you know it's like it's about that personal growth like you're talking about, you know, books about personal growth, like they're making me a better person, just working on myself, you know, because you gotta constantly, like no matter what life brings at you, how busy you get, if you're not working on yourself, like you said, life is just passing by, it's just passing by, you're just living day in and out, and you don't have any purpose, you don't have any goals, you know, I think it's so, so important to realize that in your head, and you know whatever it might be it might be listening to podcasts i started listening recently more to podcasts it might be reading books it might be watching something whatever is your cup of tea you yes. know sure. but okay I'm, I'm curious about that book do you know the name of the book or no um it's, in oh, it's only in slovenian <laughs> thanks. thanks for nothing <laughs> well maybe when she translates it in english we'll we'll get to do you have anybody that inspires you my husband it, your husband there you go how come he's reading when he books or what <laughs> <laughs> yes because i see myself as a really uh, relaxed open happy person yeah my life was not so easy as a teenager uh, i gone through like really big things i had a tragedy in the family my father passed away but this kind of um, shaped me the way I am. And I really uh, trying to learn every day. But my husband, he had everything. 
<laughs> and um, no, I really respect him. And he motivates me so much because he's so keen on education, learning, reading books. Um, he's a super nerd, you know. <laughs> Um, and, uh, sometimes when I am like, oh, I'm just gonna lay on the couch and, you know, have a, a rest a little bit, he's like <laughs> reading book, you know, I'm like, oh my God, this guy is so motivated. He wants to like be 1% better than like next day, uh, the day before. Wow. He's really, uh, he really inspires me. That's so, that's so good. I'm reading a book right now that's saying like getting better 1%. It's talking about getting that 1%. Like uh -huh. it doesn't have, like you should not have big expectations about being so much better, right? But like yeah. 1%, but like it adds up and then you see the value. Um, that's great that you have a husband like that. It inspires you. I'm sure like running a business and helping you there. He, I have to get him on my podcast too. I'm sure we would have really, Good. Ooh, he's going to talk. He's going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> he's okay. an amazing speaker. He's an amazing speaker. He, he has his own podcast, right? Let's see. Yeah. Genuine. Okay, good. Oh, good. I'll, uh, I'll definitely reach out to him. <laughs> um, no, this is, this is great. I'm so happy we got to talk. There's so many positive things, you know, that I think we can get from this conversation. Um, I really wish you all the best. Um, and uh, we, we need to set up something where, you know, I come there to you um, and, uh, you know, maybe we do some training sessions, you know, promote it, um, you know, social media, you know, put some female coaches together. I have, I have some ideas in mind, so I'll keep you, I'll keep you posted. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Always yeah. been great. Super. Yeah. Thank good. you for invitation. I had a good chat with you. And uh, yeah, keep doing what are you doing? Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok at Tennis with Emma. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.